everybody. The Philadelphia Eagles go out to Vegas, and uh, they went bankrupt. They come away with a loss, and uh, they've got another game on the road, and it gets a little spooky as they take on the 0-7 Detroit Lions, but you never know with this Philadelphia Eagles team what you're going to get. Maybe it'll be, you know, planting the seeds to grow roots under the ground. Uh, but as Alex Merton once said, I truly believe this Eagles team has no roots. Uh, it's Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB, back with you for another week of Eagles football. And uh, it's my birthday week. As you guys are listening to this, I am already a year older. Welcome to the future. Uh, and it's also Sarah, my sister, and Matt, my co-host of Underground Sports Philadelphia, my co-host. It's their wedding weekend. Halloween, it's their wedding. So we're, we're keeping the schedule easy on your boy, easy to line things up. And we're staying in-house because somehow, some way, as part of Underground Sports Philadelphia, we have somebody who covers the Detroit Lions, uh, and you would have never thunk it, but it is the man, the myth, the legend, the boy, fourth and goals own Patrick Pitts. Pat Pitts also freelances for Detroit Jock City fan side. It's Detroit affiliate, and he covers the Lions for them. Pat Pitts, it's Eagles frenemies almost. But, yeah. Uh, welcome to Eagles Enemies, my friend. Thank you. I feel like I've been on nearly every underground pod at this point or underground thing. And, you know, you would think I would be on for Eagles Enemies Patriots, but uh, we go to the we Motor got people City. for that. Shout out to we Ryan got, Spagnoli. Yeah. And we're now here in the, you know, representing the Motor City and the 0 7 Detroit Lions. However, uh, they are not a true 0 7 team. That's my big, big takeaway from this entire yeah, season. Yeah, it is, it is tough out in these streets as the 2-5 and five Eagles head to Detroit for Halloween. And uh, a lot of reunions. Darius Slay going back to Detroit. Obviously, this game would probably mean a little bit more to him if one uh, Matt Patricia was still coaching the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. because it is mm-hmm. on record. Those two did not get along, especially from a Darius Slay to Matt Patricia standpoint. Um Terry Slay heading back. Obviously, DeAndre Swift, uh, the pride of North Philadelphia. Deuce Staley and Dave Phipp on this coaching staff for the Lions. And uh, just a lot of reunions with Detroit and Philadelphia. More than you would think. But this this Lions team, Pat Pitts, they are 0-7 under the direction of Dan Campbell. How many kneecaps have been chewed off, do you think, at this point? Because they're 0-7, but... They fight. It's it's almost an incomplete roster, if you will, because you know Quintes Cephas is like your, your number one wide receiver, and coming into the season, nobody probably knew who Quintes Cephas really was. No, and not at all. Besides T.J. Hawkinson, Jared Goff doesn't really throw the ball to anybody else. I mean, he does. It's the problem is it's it's nobody to the entire football you know nation. Apparently, it's Khalif Raymond. I mean, when, have you ever heard of the man named Khalif Raymond before this year? I mean, no. I only have because I knew, I mean, I'm a psycho and rewatch games instead of starting new shows on Netflix. So I watched a lot of Titans games and, you know, he was the punt returner. You see a lot out of him. I saw a lot of potential, you know, for a, a decent role player in an offense, maybe a slot role. Problem is, is he's now the, the go-to target and like the focal point of the receiving game, which... Should not be the case, and Tyrell Tyrell Williams is great, and you know has always been talked up. 
I mean, one game, like one or two games. That's oh, the thing is tough, that tough, it's, tough. it's, you know, someone who's been talked up for so long to be this wide receiver one. Uh, the experiment didn't go so well with the Raiders. You think it's going to work out here with a new era, but you know, he just can't stay healthy, and that kind of is the theme for the Lions. Not even just this year, but just it seems like every year it's the same old song and dance. Yeah, and I mean, Jared Gurf, the the quarterback for this team, uh, yeah. after shipping Matty Stafford out, who's now thriving out in uh, wine country with the Los Angeles Rams, uh, it, it's, it's tough for this Lions team. It, it feels like the curse of Calvin Johnson will never go away until they pay that man his money. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Do, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I, I, I am all for the fr- – like I would say I'm a franchise person or pro-franchise because uh, I don't hate Sheila Ford or any of those people, but um, – She got they, vehemently booed. Oh, dude. Dude, that was like Goodell-esque booze. It was bad. Was the problem is, is that they just – I think it's just more of a, you know, chicken game. I, I Like I don't know how else to put it. It just – why wouldn't you pay him? You know, uh, so he is the reason he's the reason why people know who the Detroit lions are that are my age, you know, and it's like, it's ridiculous. And if you want to start a new era, you have to bury the hatchet with the old era. And I think if you bring in Calvin, now you end that feud with him, like bring him in as a coach, like, you know, bring him in as an advisor. (laughs) He's fucking suit him up at this point. Like, I don't, I mean, he probably would be better than, yeah, he absolutely would be better than any option right now. I mean, he needs to be part of that organization, like day to day, making decisions, whatever. But he's not going to be that, you know, in that role unless this issue gets resolved. I also forgot there was another uh, former Philadelphia Eagle in the Detroit Lions organization, playing on that offensive line, Super Bowl hero, uh, Halapulavati Vitae playing that right guard position for you guys. Yeah. I mean, that v. offensive line is, oh, such a disaster this year. Big V. Uh, he's been, yeah, I like him. I, he's been really good. Playing guard is a, an interesting move there. I didn't realize he was playing guard, but. Uh, the whole offensive line is shifting. You'll see that. I mean, when you, once you watch, like, it's not the offensive line that is top 10 rated by PFF this year. It's the complete opposite. Can we also talk about how this wide receiver core is unknown as they are? They might be the best named wide receiver core in the entire NFL. Oh, 100%. This depth chart, awesome. uh, for the people at home, this is the depth chart for the the Lions wide receivers. Khalif Raymond, Kaderil Hodge, yeah, Tom Kennedy, that. Amon Ross St. Brown, who is my favorite name in all of the NFL, Trinity Benson, and Geronimo Allison. Yeah, Geronimo Allison is a, a sneaky one. You forgot he's on the team because he's um, like Devin Funches of the Packers. He also opted out of 2020. Uh, and then T- Tom Kennedy was a, star, a, a shining star throughout training camp, obviously not now. And then get this, Trinity Benson – was supposed to be this, you know, this second coming, like the answer to our problems, according to Brad Holmes. And I mean, have you heard of this man before today? No. There you go. That's just kind of how things are around here. 
And it's to no fault of Campbell. You know, it's no like that's the thing is a lot of groups that I'm in, you know, trying to publish my articles and whatnot and trying to get the opinion from, uh, you know, the actual fans of the, the Lions that are in the state of Michigan. It's very interesting to see their perspective because they just they think differently and they're just not thinking big picture. And that's the what I try to do with the you know how I cover the Lions is because you know I've been watching the Patriots football for so long and you know that just has been morphed into how football should be played, dynasties, whatnot. So I try to bring that in and see how uh, that can be with the Lions. Problem is that. They just don't have anyone like that right now. They don't have someone that can just instantly make that change. Campbell is a start, but it it needs to be Campbell. It needs to be a quarterback or an offensive leader, a defensive leader. And then, you know, Brad Holmes needs to make a big move. You know, I, I think the steps are there. The pieces are there. But, you know, if anyone's expecting the, the Lions to come out of nowhere and win a wild card spot this year, uh, it's not going to happen. But, you know, maybe in a year or two, they could be fighting for a wild card spot, and it's going to be a slow build with this roster. Because yeah, I mean, against you guys this week, it's it's not looking good. See, I feel the complete opposite. I think the Eagles are going to lose this game, but we'll get into that later. Yes. Uh, the final piece of this offense, because I I personally have said on the record numerous times, Jared Goff stinks. He's not good, uh, and he's kind of proving that this year that he's not really that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but DeAndre Swift is very good. And yes. dating back to uh, DeAndre Swift's rookie year, there was, oh, I know uh, where it's going. there was a little statement made by our good pal here, Pat Pitts, I, yep. about uh, now former Lion and former Eagle, Carryon Johnson, and DeAndre Swift. And I would just like you to acknowledge that DeAndre Swift is a superstar in the making, and Carryon Johnson is out of the league pretty much. Yeah, it's and that's – I will clear the – clear the air here uh i wasn't like all in on carry on johnson as the person i just wanted carry on johnson to get the fair shot because he showed that he was productive and can be a you know when he was healthy problem is you couldn't say healthy deandre swift comes in and actually is producing staying on the field he's played in all uh seven games and he actually is not even you know he has more touchdowns than jamal williams but um you know, it's been kind of a slow start. He's been he's been doing as much as well as he can with what he has. That offensive line is just so atrocious, and it really kind of stunts and yet him. For DeAndre Swift is still playing at a very high level. He is. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, but the real hero of that backfield is Jamal Williams. Not just because of his stats wise, but I mean, if Buff was a little bit better or was playing a little bit better, um, you know, my this would strengthen that argument a little bit better. But, I mean, they they were brought in. He wasn't brought in to be, a, you know, to compete with DeAndre Swift for touches. He was brought in to be, you know, a third down back and a, a pass blocking back um, to Goff. And he's done well with that. The problem is that um, it just hasn't translated into any points or yards or any sort of positive production. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. 
the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, the offense has been DeAndre Swift and DJ Hawkinson pretty much outside of a couple bursts here from Jamal Williams from the outside looking in. And uh, the defense is what I want to ask you about. I'm curious about this Lions defense because it always seems like it is a, a, a ragtag crew on this defense with a couple pieces here and there. But overall, it doesn't seem like things are boating too well for this Lions defense. No, no. It's like the bad news bears. I'm not going to lie to you. It is just like your usual, you know, town team of guys like they're just no names you know and all the big names are hurt uh you know Anzalone Alex Anzalone is probably someone I would you know if for Eagles fans to look out for this week he was really a key component in I would say containing uh the Rams offense last week they did as well as they could I mean they threw everything in the kitchen sink at them it just wasn't enough and Anzalone if you look in the later half of the games when it got to, you know, making crucial plays, he was stopping the run. You know, he was doing a lot to try to help. The problem is that the front seven's okay. They're decent enough to bend, don't break type of uh, mentality, and it works. It's a secondary. And it's been a constant issue for so long now is that they cannot find someone to be not only the leader of it or the, you know, the star of it. They just need someone to be productive they need someone to you know actually get stops interceptions pl- make plays they don't have that right now Jeff Okuda is out again with another season-ending injury and you know that was your third second overall pick or third overall pick excuse me because that was your oh we just traded Darius Slay to the Eagles we're going to replace him with a younger guy and like it, it didn't work and it didn't you know and I, I said that they should have went a different way, but whatever. Uh, you're realizing now in the NFL how important having a, a good secondary and having good uh, shutdown corners is, and you need to have that, at least in the middle of the pack range, to at least be a playoff team. They're not even close to that. I mean, Justin Coleman leaving was the greatest thing ever. Problem is they didn't replace him, and that's been their their, their problem from the start. It's not their linebacking core it's not their line even though eh, it is if it's their secondary has been their biggest problem and it's just going to be a problem until they find someone to be uh the solution which leads me to ask because i've asked every guest this year because it is so new for eagles fans as well the the way that this eagles offense is constructed and not that they can score points because the offense has been atrocious uh in terms of just moving the ball and in when they get in the red zone they have difficulty scoring but the speed of the Eagles offense that they present on the field and on paper with Jalen Hurts, it'll be Kenneth Gainwell this week because Miles Sanders' injury in Las Vegas, and then the three receivers being Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Jalen Rager. How does that match up against this Lions defense? Is that something that they'll struggle with? Is that something that they could potentially find success against? 
How do you view the speed factor of the Eagles offense going up against this Lions defense? It's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, the Lions really struggle with uh, up-tempo type offenses. And especially with that being, you know, that being one of the concerns, they also can't stop the deep ball to save their life. And it feels like Quez Watkins is always getting some big, you know, 40, 50-yard catch that pretty much breaks the game wide open. That's going to happen on Sunday. That's what happens with the Lions, and that's their biggest downfall. It's not the, you know, consistently not being able to stop them, you know, for three downs, four downs. It's stopping them, getting to that point where you need one more play, and then it's Quez Watkins for 45 yards. Score maybe, if not, it's in the red zone and or 10-yard line, whatever. It sets up a, you know, a scoring play next. My concern for the Lions is going to come with Kenneth Gainwell and Jalen Hurts because they, I know, you know, bringing in fantasy a little bit here, they've allowed nearly, they're like the worst defense against the run. They just, they cannot stop, um, you know, running backs when it comes to uh, receptions. They just, they have allowed some of the most receptions to running backs. Kenneth Gainwell, if you, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, primarily a receiving back. That's going to be a problem for the Lions. They just do not know how to stop that. On top of that, with Jalen Hurts' ability to move around, be mobile, scramble, throw on the run, that's going to be a problem because why they stopped Stafford last week, he's a pot quarterback. It's a lot easier. Jalen Hurts being that new wave of quarterbacks, um, they're going to struggle to try to stop him. Um, you know, But as you said, yeah, I mean – the Eagles offense has been a little bit, you know, underperforming, I'll say. Uh, so I am very interested to see how the score, like where the score goes. Is it going to be a game where it's two teams that just open the floodgates or are we going to have like a you know, a 10-7, 7-3 game? Yeah, I think it's going to be more 10-7, 7-3. That's yeah. how I feel. Because yeah. I have no confidence in this Eagles team right now. They have no like showing of how they can move the ball and and offensively it's been bad it gasses the defense the defense gets tired and that's where i see deandre swift running all over us the eagles are atrocious at stopping the run this year especially after brandon graham got injured yeah. um and the eagles have zero linebackers that are good like mm. they have nothing that can wrap up and and tackle a deandre swift when he gets past the defensive line um which is why i'm hoping that we can somehow figure out a way to to force Jared Goff to throw the ball, and because our our secondary has been our our saving grace defensively this year, between yeah. Darius Slay having a much better year than he did last year, uh, and Steven Nelson's been fantastic on the opposite side of him. If they can't get Jared Goff to, th to throw the ball in this game, and it's DeAndre Swift, Lions are destined to get their first win of the season. <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. 
beauty. Uh, uh, I mean, you you want Goff to throw the ball. It's going to happen because he, even though the Lions are at the bottom of the barrel in the league, Goff is one of the top, I would say, 12 passers in the league. Uh, a, last time I checked, he was 11th in completion percentage. Uh, he was at least inside the top 10 in attempts like he is pretty much every season because every offense he's in, it's, he's throwing the ball. He's not handing it off and then making it a balanced offense, which is kind of what he needs to do to be successful in this offense. He finally has that in DeAndre Swift. He doesn't have anyone to catch the ball. And, uh, you know, as much as I've been complaining about the wide receiving core, Detroit fans have as well. Khalif Raymond's still producing. And that's the shocking thing about this entire thing is that a man of his size in a role that he's in should not be doing as well as he's doing, which gives me a little bit of hope that, you know, we could have a little bit of a shining, you know, a diamond in the rough, just not being used in the correct way because they don't have the power. They don't have the stars or even players, just bodies uh, to make that happen. I mean, I would rather have a Larry Fitzgerald who's been sitting at home or a Des Bryant who's been on his own come on this team right now and produce rather than any one of those guys you just named about the depth depth chart. It's just, it's a lot of uncertainty, you know, and that's what I think is the biggest, uh, you know, thing to come into this game is that there's so much uncertainty, at least on the Lions side. I know you probably feel that with the Eagles side that it's just, you know, let's see what happens go for it you know so yeah i'm i'm just so concerned with our defense getting gassed deandre swift being there with our our piss poor run defense and he's gonna run all over us for like 200 yards and score like three touchdowns that's where i'm at mentally and my biggest question that i've brought up on underground sports philadelphia on uh bell and the Birdmen as well shout out john barcher vince quinn What's the difference between Nick Sirianni and uh, Dan Campbell? Uh, do you want to answer genuine, that? Or you... Genuine question that I've been asking everybody lately. Okay. What is the difference? Because outside of Sirianni having two wins, there's not much else that's no. different other than the fact that the Lions seem like they want to play for Dan Campbell and the Eagles just seem like they're playing football. Yeah, I, They're not I want, playing yeah. with a purpose. No, I want to play for Dan Campbell. I want to go to war for Dan Campbell. That's the energy that he's bringing into this Lions organization. I mean, last year, Matt Patricia was as exciting as a wet sock. <laughs> like, uh, Dan Campbell. He's as exciting as writing on a laminated score sheet with a pencil. Literally. like Which just, is what he tried to do. As fucking just, <laughs> oh my, like, I love Patricia in New England. As soon as he left... I want, I wanted nothing to do with him. And that guy is a rocket scientist. Yeah, you know what? We all are in that case. If he's a rocket Good scientist, grief. But like, I mean, Campbell. When you listen to him on the, in press conferences, I I try to listen to as many press conferences as possible. Just any team ar around the league. Every time I I watch or see Campbell on a screen, I go and watch it because a lot of times you're going to see coaches like, for example, Sirianni. What the fuck was that grow roots photosynthesis type bullshit that he was Photosynthesis. Like he was just like, like an episode of SpongeBob. Exactly. Like it, it it put me to sleep. Dan Campbell was talking about biting kneecaps 
you know, crying. Yeah, crying on the podium, showing that he cares because his team just keeps losing in BS fashions. When yeah, they actually deserve to win. You know, I'm sorry, but they did. They deserve to win against the Ravens and the Vikings. Problem is, they didn't because of football god, football gods, whatever. When he shows that passion, that means he cares. You know, that's something that Lions have not seen in ages. Like, that's where they're going and they're leading to. And I mean, you put it pretty nicely with a bow on top of the series. Uh, Sirianni and Campbell. I mean, Campbell's guys, they might be 0-7, but they, they want to play. They want to compete every week. I mean, Jared Goff, yeah, he sucks right now, but he wants to get better. He's not saying, F this season, we're 0-7. Like, he's saying, all right, we're 0-7, let's do this. I feel like if the Eagles were 0-7 right now, I think the link would be burnt to the ground. Yeah, it's pretty damn close, which <laughs> is like, hilarious because the way I've started to look at this season – I, I more and more I'm starting to believe that Nick Sirianni was brought in to tank because the Eagles had three first round picks, depending on everything that happens with Carson Wentz and the Colts, obviously. They um, flip three? Yeah, we have the Dolphins pick, our That's own pick, and then the Colts pick if it translates into a first round pick. Okay, because yeah, that's I thought so. Obviously, you didn't know how you felt about Jalen Hurts coming into the season because there were all those rumors swirling around a certain Texans quarterback who I want nothing to do with on this team. Nothing. Uh, nothing. And thankfully, he won't waive his no-trade clause to come here. Uh, and, of course, this this draft class of quarterbacks is very subpar. So, me personally, I think they are trying to tank, make these draft picks worse, and try to call up a certain team in the north, uh, in the northwest. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content, keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly, a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. No, no. Because a certain no. quarterback wants a trade out, no. and hear me out, hear me out, one of your favorite phrases. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this is my thought process. Okay. Trying to make those picks worse in terms of higher up. There's no quarterback here. That team out there, known as the Seattle Seahawks, needs a lot of pieces, needs a lot of work to rebuild. They're 2-5 and five as well. Russell Wilson clearly wants out. There's rumors continuing to swirl how he wanted to be traded after 2020. Seahawks aren't getting any better. I'm sure he's going to take his sweet time getting back from injury as well to sustain, you know, his uh, his durability and, and his value and everything. The Eagles in 2012 wanted to draft Russell Wilson in that draft. He went a couple picks before them. They ended up drafting Nick Foles. The rest is history. They both have won Super Bowl. And I think the white whale for Howie Roseman, as much as I can't stand his little rat ass. Agreed. He wants to get Russell Wilson in an Eagles uniform more than anything. I mean, it's it's nice to dream about. And, daydream and I'm about, not saying but... it's going to happen, but that is I, how yeah, I, I, I view you know. Howie Roseman's brain working. And it's like he's doing like he is on his Moby Dick quest to find that whale and get Russell Wilson in an Eagles uniform. And right now, 
that's the only real way to do it is like, hey, we'll trade you Jalen Hurts or, you know, we'll keep Jalen or whatever. We'll trade you these three first round picks if it matriculates that way, along with other draft assets and stuff like that to get Russell Wilson happy, get him to a place where he'd want to play closer to the New York Yankees so he can go to spring ball and play for them in, in spring training. Imagine. <laughs> That'd be incredible. That would be awesome. And then Howie Roseman can go off into the sunset after getting Russell Wilson into an Eagles uniform. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that happening. The pieces are don't... there for it to potentially happen. Will it? Probably not. No. But yeah. if it does... It's masterclass tanking by the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, it is. It's it's brilliant. Oh, it's it's a graduate level class for that. But the pro, because I, it was yeah. From an outside perspective, looking in after seeing everything Nick Sirianni has done from his opening press conference to now, how the hell did he nail that interview? I don't know. It's a classic case of oh, can uh, I be a fly on that wall? Oh, I would pay a lot of money to be a fly on the wall. But it feels like it's you know that co-worker employee's son who is high up and he gets the job because of who he knows rather than you know a guy like dan campbell who has everything you need in the head coach down to the intangibles that you can't teach and he goes to the lions who honestly i think it was the best choice overall uh in hindsight but yeah if you're the eagles i mean how the fuck do you let him just take that job. Uh, I, I don't get that. Like, I really don't understand the hiring there. And it just, it's, like, it's real life. Ted Lasso. It really, yeah, but unsuccessful, which is even more yeah, like this worse. season of Ted Lasso might get canceled after one season. Really? Oh, oh this yeah, uh, I got, Philadelphia okay. Eagles. Yeah, yeah, Philadelphia. Lasso. It's all. Yeah. It ain't sunny in Philadelphia. Was, no, not at all. It's absolute lunacy. Uh, but I want to get your keys to the game. How do you view this game going down? What do you think needs to happen uh, in this game for your Lions to be successful? And what do you think actually happens from your perspective, looking at this Eagles team, how they match up against Jalen Hurts and company? So for the Lions to win this game, uh, it's as simple as re rinse, repeat. Like what they did against the Rams to start that game with some of the best football they've played in years, non-exaggeration years. I mean, the tricks that they're pulling, the tempo, the intensity on both sides, not just the offense, the defense too. They were shutting down Stafford, not letting him, you know, get really anywhere in that first half. But here's where their issue is. And I write about all the time for Detroit Jock City. They're a first half team. They come out so hot, so on fire, so much energy, and then they run out of juice. They run out of battery, run out of life. That can't happen against the Eagles. And not even the Eagles. It just can't happen for the rest of the season. You know, you have to play a full 60. If they play a full 60, at least a 75% of that Rams game, they're in a good position to win. And – Goff, I want him to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, it's tough because that offensive line is a little bit banged up, especially especially with Penny Suell, who has been a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, I think his fight with Aaron Donald brought him back into the good graces of Detroit fans and I, definitely the organization. Because, I mean, he he has a lot of 
just undisciplined penalties, you know, stupid stuff that, you know, the fundamentals comes in in if he can He'd play fit well right in with the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, he would fit in real well. The problem is he has just needs to fit in this. He needs to, you know, play like he did last week, have that same intensity and in getting in Aaron Donald's face. You know, that line has to at least contain just for five seconds. Because if he has enough prote- uh, protection in the pocket, I see pictures all the time of saying, oh, he missed this guy, he missed this guy. Well, they're not looking. This is my big thing with Eagles. I mean, Eagles. We're talking about Eagles. It's my thing with Lions fans is that when they say this stuff about he missed this open target, he missed this open target, look at the linemen. Look at the pressure. Look where, like, it starts there. He can miss all the targets you want. You can blame him for it. But the problem is, is does he have enough time? And that's the biggest issue is he has to be quicker with his decisions. I think DeAndre Swift, uh, he has had a big role in the passing game. Continue that. And then rely on Jamal Williams in the red zone. And, you know, when it comes to the defense, it'll be short and sweet. Um, stop the air attack. You know, Anzalone, keep doing what you're doing. But the secondary really, and he's part of my star of the game for you to watch out for uh, on offense. Problem, you know, it's the secondary. It's the, it's the defensive backs. They need to stop that 40-yard bomb to Quez Watkins. They they cannot allow that to happen. And if they do that, I, I think they can really pull out their first win. Yeah, I'm fully convinced that the Lions are going to get their first win of the season. Uh, that's how I feel until proven otherwise. I, I just don't see the Philadelphia Eagles winning a game uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, but we do something fun every week on Eagles Enemies Pat Pits, oh. and it's it's Halloween weekend. It's my birthday Ooh, weekend. We got festivity. Oh. My my sister and Matt's wedding. Lots of festivities going on. Uh, but with the Detroit Lions, it's Halloween, spooky season. If you had to design a specific type of candy, whether it be a candy bar Ooh. type of candy, what would the Detroit Lions flagship signature candy be? Oh. Um, and what would you name it? Top bins, top tier commentary, top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. We went like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Oh, this this is a, a good question because you can go a lot of ways with this. Uh, I mean, 
I can just think of a candy that's out now. Give me a break. Give me a break of that Kit Kat bar, man. They need a break. They need a catch of just this curse. And I feel like I would, I'm the only one who brings up Bobby Lane because I'm a weird historical nerd. But that's where the curse starts. You know, I think the Calvin Johnson just exacerbates it a little bit more. Um, you know, but I think I would have to do something with uh, gummies. And it would have to be like, you know, uh, uh, something to do with one pride. I would put that in there like like uh, pride gum, one pride gummies. And each would have either a lion and the logo. You'd have like a little Jersey thing. Kind of like the Scooby-Doo snacks, like a Swedish fish type of gummy candy, different colors of the Jersey, uh, you know, the lion logo. Uh, do a weird outline for the stadium, and then I think you you'd have to do something of Megatron and Barry Sanders just to, you know, stick it to him. Yeah, I, or, I had yeah. a feeling you were gonna go gummy. I yeah, it's just I could go crunch or a chocolate type bar, but like gummies, I always want more, and I always want more lions because they need to do more. Like Sour there's so much lion there. heads. I mean, sour. The problem is, they're never gone. And they're, <laughs> they're, never, they're sweet. never gone. And they're, uh, you get that one sweet moment a year. That they're one not sweet. sweet they're just swift. Oh, uh, there. Uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you. Bring it. Do we see David Blau in this game? No. Thank God. Thank you. You have a head, a mind. I'm sick of seeing it. I just want to get no, that out there. Not a chance. I don't. If you think they got a Blatt question for right? you, then great. Do we see Gardner Minshew in this game? Oh my God! Wait, Gardner Minshew's an Eagle? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think Jalen Hurts I is fine. I think we might see Gardner Minshew in this game. Really? You know, Jalen Hurts is like QB three in fantasy. No, right? I'm not saying that he gets bent. I just think there's going to be like some sort of plays that come out where it's like two quarterbacks. Oh, okay, okay. I could see that happening, very much so. I don't yeah, think there's going to be a takeout. they traded Joe Flacco to the old Jets. Oh, my God. Don't even. I saw we, that. The Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, in the year of our Lord, 2021, got draft capital for Joe Flacco. It's, you know, what, what a world. What a world. We that could in. potentially turn into a fifth-round pick. Hey, fifth-round picks are From valuable now. Those are valuable Jets. picks now. A lot of stars that came thank out of the fifth you, round. Thank you, Joe Douglas. Yeah, that's God. absolutely insane. So yeah, we're gonna go uh, gummy lions. I like it. I I would buy them. Yeah, I would. I would have, and they'd be fruity. Like each, they would blue literally raspberry. be like blue raspberry lion. You'd have a a, uh, a cherry Campbell. Yeah, like the the beard, Stone Cold Campbell, uh, and then probably do for the green like a green kneecaps. Field. Green kneecaps, because we're biting them. They're zombies. Taste like turf. They're zombies. Turf monster. Turf monster. <laughs> I can't believe no one has, like, gone out, and I don't want obviously not bite a kneecap, but, like, I feel like we're missing that bite and kneecap type defense, Agreed. like, intensity. I feel like if that comes out, like, we, all, we saw a little bit with the Rams, but it, as I said, it has not been a full game. It's just one half, and then disappears so 
Final score prediction for Sunday. Halloween, oh Eagles-Lions up in Detroit. Okay, I'm going to go bold here. I'm going to go score Gami. And I think we have like a 12 a 12 to 9 or 12 or 12 to it's like some stupid score. A score got me some stupid score. I'll say for this reference 15 to uh 15 to 6. Let's see if that is in fact Scorigami. Like doesn't this have Scorigami written all over it some BS score? Like 15 to 6 has happened. All right, so fifth, I can't do fifteen to four. That's not gonna happen. Um, fifteen to four. Or fifteen to three, or like eleven uh, to three. Uh, let's see. Eleven to three could happen. I could see eleven. Eleven to three, to three has happened. Oh, all right. I think I see. I'm more. I'm saying eleven to three. The more I'm like, it's gonna be that disgusting. Like I'm telling, it's not going to be an over game. Throw like literally throw all your money at the under if you really want to. We get a thirteen to five. Thirteen to five, that could happen. Like that's very much. <laughs> like someone's getting a safety. A sa- safety's got to happen in one of these horrific offenses. It's gonna be brutal. I think the Eagles end up losing. I think it's gonna be kind of close. I'm gonna say it's gonna be like twenty-one to seventeen type deal. Low scoring. Lions end up winning it, makes Philadelphia go into absolute disarray, questioning if they want to watch the rest of the season, which I'm already there. And uh, it's going to be absolutely insane. But, Pad Pitts, let everybody know where they can check out all your Detroit stuff and, of course, everything you do with us here at Underground. Yeah, of course. Of course. Go check out uh, all my stuff on Twitter. That's where I post everything, uh, at Pat underscore Pitts. Please go look at my articles at DetroitJockCity.com, a fan-sided affiliate uh, where I, you know, I do a little bit different than the previews and recaps. I like to go a little bit inside and kind of off the beaten path and different stories. So definitely go check those out. Uh, and then obviously I'm the host with the most here. Uh, Underground Sports Philadelphia, fourth and goal. New episode dropping. What day is this releasing? uh saturday probably so we got a new episode dropping on monday trying something uh and then we also have the waiver wire stuff coming out and waiver wire blog underground sports philadelphia.com that comes out uh every tuesday with my waiver wire picks for the week and uh fourth and goal go follow us on twitter as well at fourth and goal usp we got some fire tweets and fire content coming up and uh the new co-host I'm telling you, it's a new day, new era. Things are looking up. It's a lot brighter. And I'm telling you, new things are happening for the better. Yes. Yeah, so go check out For the Goal. Check out Pat Pitts at Pat underscore Pitts. Uh, and thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Enemies. Hopefully you're a lot more optimistic than I am about this team. Uh, but I don't see how the Eagles end up winning another game this year until they prove me absolutely wrong and they go out and win a game. Uh, but Patty Pitts, thanks for hopping on this week and uh, plugging all your Lions nonsense that you do. One pride, baby. Let's go. Let's get that win. Let's eat some dubs. And kneecaps. <laughs> Let's go bite off some kneecaps. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you guys for listening and checking out Eagles Enemies. The support for this show is the reason it sticks around year after year. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me 
on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe, 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 and leave a five-star rating and review to let us know how you're feeling about each and every Eagles matchup throughout the season. We hope you guys enjoy Season 4 of Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia, and we'll catch you on the gridiron next week. Go Birds! Yeah.